0: So let's shimmy on over and get started. I am so looking forward to chatting with today's guest, Janet Bomzer, from all the way from Toronto in Canada. And I've only recently met Janet last year. We're both studying spiritual psychology through the University of Santa Monica. And I met Janet in one of our breakout groups and we just connected, and I knew that I wanted to find out more about Janet. So I've invited her as a a guest. And Janet's at a really interesting stage in her life, a real transition point in her life. She's been a very successful and still is a very successful businesswoman and entrepreneur and has very many strings to her bow. And you know the saying that if you want something done to ask a busy person, and I kind of get a sense that that's how Janet has lived her life. And I can relate a lot to that. She's a highly regarded and awarded lawyer who focuses on business optimization. And I really love this too. It's, it, Janet really focuses on cultivating high-performing and passionate and caring cultures, which is just sets my heart on fire. She's led legal practices to great heights. She's built her own very successful national corporate immigration law practice. And Janet was so successful that Coopers bought that from her. And since doing that, Janet has been in a bit of a transition point about what's next for her. And that's what I really, that's one of the things I really want to chat with Janet about. So welcome, welcome, Janet from Toronto. I'm so excited you're here.
1: Well, thank you, Catherine, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. And thank you so much for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast today. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited
0: too, Janet. And
1: one of the things when we
0: got together and we, 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 we met through the spiritual, oh, and that's the other thing that I forgot to mention as well. So studying spiritual psychology, you're also studying to be a life coach, which also sets my heart on fire. That's something that that I do and I'm very, very passionate about. And in your spare time, you are a loving wife and mum of six.
1: Yes. Do, you have, do you have much spare time? Not a lot, but I actually manage to make time. For me, Yeah.
0: Yes. So tell me, Janet, what's the last couple of years been like for you? Because, you know, from the intro, you have been a a, a very successful entrepreneur, businesswoman, and I get a sense that's in your blood. What's the last couple of years been like for you in that transition point?
1: Yeah, well, going going back to pre-COVID, I actually experienced a few big life traumas, so my mother was diagnosed with um stage four pancreatic cancer and then she passed away and shortly after that the father of my children was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Oh, goodness. And then less than like two and a half months, he passed away. And all of that was so hard and I ended up leaving my position as managing partner of the law firm, which was also very difficult leaving something that I had invested so much time into growing and and it was so successful. And, and right after that COVID started and it was a huge transition, huge transition because I was really in a place where I was pretty distraught. <laughs> I had really been, it felt like I'd been beaten up by life a bit. Yeah, and I, right. I was, you know, experiencing a lot of grief and a lot of confusion. But one of the silver linings for me and at least our family with COVID was that we were all home and that we oh, were so cool. all together supporting one another Following this very difficult time of, of loss and grief. And that was really necessary for where we were all at. And so during COVID, I initially, I thought, okay, you know what? I've given myself a few months to, I, I took cooking courses. I did a lot of painting. Were you in lockdown?
0: Was Toronto in? Lock, were you in lockdown? In We were in, in very strict lockdown. Yes, yes, I think yeah. it was similar to... I think so, lockdown. yeah. In Australia, we, we had a lot very, of... Very, very strict. Very yeah.
1: strict. So we were very, very isolated. But there was a lot of available online, and I immersed myself in a lot of different things that I was interested in. But I really put a lot of pressure on myself after getting myself a few months to sort of to grieve and just sort of ground my or center myself Mm -hmm. and I felt like you know you 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 got to start the next business Like you are an entrepreneur you have led this big law firm and grown this global practice you're a doer you gotta do and so I very very quickly started researching not one but two businesses I wanted to get involved two different businesses and I started I was trying to find a partner, and I found this technology that was going to support my new business ventures. One was in the spirituality industry, the other one was in health and wellness and focusing on the vegan and natural products because i'm I'm vegan and I was really like working long hours yeah, at this I can yes I can. and I was really, really stressed and and one day I thought well, I, I just sort of had this epiphany and I realized I, I was actually reading Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. I had just completed it, but I just realized for the first time, even though my husband had said to me, you know, you don't have to do anything like you are, you know, you've you've accomplished whatever, you know, you've set your your you set your sights on and it's OK. You don't have to push yourself so hard. But Inside of me, I felt like, no, like that is what defines me and I need to push myself and and get that next big company going in order to feel like I'm enough. And then I had this epiphany and I realized you are the only one who is telling yourself that you have to push and go and achieve and build. And, and you have never in at least two and a half decades, if even more, like you've never taken a break. Yeah, And is. just allowed yourself to just enjoy life and just not put any additional pressures on you. And here you have this opportunity to spend time with your family and and to pursue some of your interests. So I, I had a long conversation with myself and I was like, OK, you know what? Pens down. And for the next year, you're not doing any of that. Forget about starting a business. Just give yourself time to breathe and pause and just be. Yeah.
0: I want to ask you something about that because I I remember when we met in in study class, I just resonated with that sort of busyness and doing. Like I'm a doer. I, I, I can get stuff done. But when people say, you know, you don't have to be doing all of that, I kind of get this, a bit of a feeling of discomfort because it's about how do I just be? What was going on for you, Janet, when, when people, when your husband and others were saying, you know, you don't have to do all of this. How did that feel? Like what, how do
1: you experience that? Yeah. That's a really good question. And I thought a lot about it, what was going on inside of me. First of all, I was having an identity crisis, but Janet is an entrepreneur who runs a big company and I had to come to terms with the fact that, no, Janet is many different things and I'm not defined by my work and it's okay and i am enough as i am without having that big title yeah and sure. being head yeah. of something and leading yeah. something and being viewed a certain way in the eyes of my peers yeah so i had this identity crisis and i came to terms with it and I was eventually able just to let go of it and I realized and you know, I've heard this said many times in certain ways we have to die in order to be reborn and I wanted to be, re- I want to be reborn into something else and it doesn't necessarily have to be this big successful entrepreneur maybe it will maybe it won't but Mm. it's okay to let go of that part of my life which was very much like a leader in the immigration law industry and running this big firm so that was one of the things that was going through my head can I unpack that a little bit because a lot of the listeners
0: and a lot of the the women that I work with I think we'll be able to relate to that, that identity crisis. You know, who am I? It, it, who am I? <laughs> you know, often we, we do put a title to that, that we, you know, this is where I work or this is what I do. You know, who am I? What was the process? Because you said you came to terms with letting go. Are there some practical things that helped you to come to terms with that? I'm just thinking some of the practices that might be useful for some of our
1: listeners and our audience. Well, before I answer the practicals, yeah, sure. yeah, sure. in terms of getting there, I really had to think about what makes me happy in life and where do I find, where does joy sit? And... and I was reading a lot, I'm still reading a lot yeah. about personal development and spirituality and you know, I was really searching and I mean what became very, very apparent to me reading all of sort of the, whether it was authors of ancient wisdom or modern science, they all said the same thing. Happiness is not outside of us, yeah. happiness is inside of us. Yeah. And so, From a practical perspective, that really, really got me focusing on, okay, what does it take to be happy within? And part of it, so the first part was, okay, I don't have to worry about what, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about me. And I don't have to live up to an identity based on impressing others outside of me. It is all about inside. So... I had already started meditation, a meditation practice, and I love meditation and that's such a big part of my life. I meditate on a regular basis or every single day I meditate. And I really started to incorporate some of the exercises and um, some of the teachings that I learned through my studies, both at USM, as well as many of the books that were that that I had read. And one very important thing, I mean, one very important lesson that jumped out was starting with from Byron Katie, which is loving what is loving what is right and just appreciating this is where I'm at. Yeah. in my life right now and so embrace that don't worry about what happened in the past and who i was in the past and feeling guilty about anything i'm not doing because of where i've been in, my, in the past and don't worry so much in the about the future practice more being in the present and i'm a big believer that life happens for us yes. not to us yes, yes. and Life put me here and I again had a, like an aha moment when, you know, after thinking about all this stuff, like, no, life put me here because I'm supposed to have this break.
0: Yes,
1: yes. I'm here because I'm supposed to be here and I am going to love and embrace exactly where I am right now as opposed to, as opposed to struggling and putting all these different or additional pressures on myself to to do and produce and whatever. Just enjoy exactly where I'm at and trust that life is a process and it's a journey and I'm here right now because I'm supposed to be here and when I'm supposed to be somewhere else, I will get to that somewhere else and I don't need to worry about it. That doesn't mean I'm not doing things because I'm a really big believer in – learning and growing and engaging, I do love that. But really loving what is was a really important part of this process and a practical tool that I incorporated. And then also recognizing that, going back to a few things, allowing myself to, A, follow my bliss. Yes. Just... do whatever made me happy and, or what makes me happy, but also deciding to be happy, deciding to be happy. So that was another practical or a practice that I've really embraced. And that's helped me a lot on my journey. And I can tell you, Catherine, that I really like I haven't felt this happy and this light
0: mm.
1: in years. Yeah. I, I can feel that and I
0: can I can relate to so much of what you're saying and one of the things for me, like the happiness hive, it's about finding happiness and what sparks joy. And mm. my my story, you know, it's different to yours, but you know, from the trauma of my mum passing away when I was young that I got to a point where I went, you know what, I don't want to live life like that anymore in that sort of numb void, and I made the decision that I was going to turn my life around, and I think what you've said there is about deciding to be happy, That, and I agree with you too that life is for us, (laughs) that we're where we're meant to be and trusting that that's the, the process and learning the lessons of life. But I very much made that decision that I wanted my life to, to be the most beautiful life that I could create. And every day I start the day that today is going to be a, you know, a wonderful day and wonderful things are going to happen and setting that intention. So there's a lot of really practical things that you had said there. And I think you also said, Janet, about what actually brings you happiness. What brings you happiness? And I think sometimes we're caught up being so busy in the doing that we forget and we go, what actually does bring, you know, spark joy? And it can be like this sparks my joy, (laughs) you know, catching up with wonderful, amazing women and just hearing their stories, connecting with others absolutely sparks my joy. If I could do this all day, I would love, (laughs) I love, love to do that. Yeah, and, and loving what is, just... Being in the present moment, and for me that's been one of my probably most powerful practices but one of the hard ones as well, that it's about being loving what is and being in the now, not in the what am I going to be achieving tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the next whenever, and not living in the past of, you know, all these things happened. It's about being in the now and loving the now and when you said that you just feel so much peace and lightness that's exactly what I experience I get the you know my head starts racing when I think about what I've got to do next and all the this and the that and the you know getting caught up in the the busyness of it so they're beautiful so many and following your bliss love love love
1: that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean and there's so many other like practical yeah, yeah. tips or things that I've incorporated into my life from you know, as you mentioned, like starting your day with an intention. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I I actually sort of practice gratefulness when I wake yeah. up. Yeah. And yeah. and just just give thanks and think about all the things that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. And I love starting my day like that. And just even like sending like light and love to people in my life and, and just taking that time to really just appreciate. I feel like yeah. I've become so much more appreciative
0: yeah. for life
1: and people, nature, right? All the opportunities we have and everything that's around us and all the good things and going back to the happiness part. And as it, and, and just, as i mentioned deciding to be happy also is very influenced by what we focus on
0: oh absolutely yes
1: Yes. so also choosing to really focus on the beauty and the good in life and as opposed to allowing my ego to sort of Raise alarm bells of fear about everything or to focus on all the things that aren't working in the world. And, and that was really important to do during COVID for me. Yes, yes. I really retreated
0: during COVID. I, I remember, oh gosh, when was, when was our lockdown? It probably happened March-ish, I think. And I remember in the January of that year, I do a lot of January is my time to sort of do my reflecting of the previous year and what do I want to bring into my life for the next year. So I, and, and it's summer in Australia in January and it's just that really beautiful energetic time for me. And I remember prior to COVID, I went, you know what? I'm just so busy. I'm getting pulled in so many different directions. I'm um, all of my own doing but I need to to slow down. I need to sort of think about the way that I'm working. COVID hit, my work just shut up. I had three months of no work and I'm just going, oh my goodness, universe, that's not what I meant. That is not what I meant. <laughs> but do you know what I did, Janet? The first month was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Then I went, do you know what? It's going to be okay. It will be okay. So take this time. And I actually spent a lot of time retreating within and I think, you know, they made comments of during COVID about, you know, a lot of people finding themselves. I really I enjoyed that time of of slowing and I think it was a probably the first time for many, many years for me that I was just being. I experienced what being not doing, but what being
1: was like and it was beautiful. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. And, a lot of people experienced that for the first time and and I truly believe that so many of us needed that yeah I needed
0: it I needed it I was a bit kind of when they when lockdown when we opened up it was just like oh really like I think I'll just stay in my little cocoon Um, and you know I'm enjoying And, and a lot of things have changed in my life since then and you know reflecting I've really pulled back and thought about what what is important to me and what does bring me bliss and joy And putting more of my focus on those things. Mm
1: -hmm. And yeah, I feel a lot lighter. I feel a lot lighter from that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I really practice releasing guilt.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Actually, a a few of, yeah, a few, few new habits, really releasing guilt. Yeah. Practicing not judging myself or others. Oh yeah, I'm still practicing. That's still my lesson. that That's <laughs> I'm practicing it, yeah. and also and also letting go of fear. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Letting that go. Whenever I hear it, I just sort of say like like laugh at it a bit, or basically say like mm, I'm not falling for, falling for that one. Choosing love over fear.
0: Actually, that's interesting because a lot of I do a lot of work with with my clients around letting go and releasing and changing the narrative around those stories that we tell ourselves. And there's a whole range of processes that I go through, and it's often, you know, depending on who I'm with and what we do. But when you talk about letting go, I just heard you say then you recognise the voice, Mm -hmm. is that you're able
1: to recognise the voice, and then you say, Uh you're not running the show, yeah. Absolutely. That has definitely been something that I've learned over the last two years, to be much more aware yes. and to not be hostage Yes. To that voice. Yes. Right? The voice doesn't control me. I control me. Yes. And so hearing that voice and setting it aside, and, and I've become very, very good at becoming very sensitive to any time I feel a disturbance, and this is part from USM, but feeling that disturbance, examining it and, 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 and releasing it through several different tools that I use. But I, I became so aware that once I became aware about the voice in my head, I became so aware that it always goes to the worst possible case, like the worst. Mm-hmm. And so, and for so many years, of my life, I was not aware that there was something that was doing that to me. And so I would respond with fear or stress or anxiety or whatever. And now being, having it so visible and being able to stop it, it just has transformed my life because I don't buy into it at all.
0: Yeah, I love that. And th- the practice that I do is the same thing. Like I, I have recognized the voice and I know when she is going to pop in there. And what I do is I actually just catch myself and say, why am I thinking that? Why has that triggered that response in me? And, and I go, I'm, I've learned to be really honest with my answers to that as well. And what is that triggering in me? And why am I thinking those thoughts? Mm -hmm. Is this a real thing or is this just the habit of, you know, those old stories that have been ingrained in me? So I sit with it and then sometimes that's enough. Sometimes just even catching the thought is enough to break the, the circuit. Then I think, why am I actually responding that way? And I get some insights from that. And then if I need to, it's just like, well, what do I want to be thinking or feeling instead? And then I focus on that. So what I'm really doing is breaking that 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 habit of the you know, the inner critic and then replacing the the inner critic with the inner love and guidance. So it is a process. And a lot of people, a lot of my clients ask me that, how do you how do you tame the inner critic? And for me it's a practice. It's it's about being aware of when the inner critic is there and how they act, and then for us to be able to break that cycle of it. So we've got to practice. It's not like we do this once and where, you know, everything's okay. Or certainly for me, my, my belief is that it's, you know, that it's taken a lot of years to form. So I need to to practice. And I have a very... My mornings are my sacred time. Like I love, I love mornings. I, we we talked before we got on air, and uh, we're both early risers, and that is, you know, that's a really sacred time of the day for me. About you know setting myself up for the day, and yeah, it's just beautiful. It's just a really lovely energy. So I do have my practice of about setting my intentions, my gratitude. I visualize a a gratitude, a well of gratitude. And as I'm at the well, it's kind of just spilling over with all these things that I'm grateful for. And then some days it's just giving thanks for all of the things in the well. And sometimes I actually bring out specific things and give gratitude for those.
1: Mm, I love
0: that. Yeah, yeah. And next to my and when I do my visualizing, I'm next to my gratitude well, it's kind of morphs into it's a manifesting well. So it's about what are the things that I want to bring into my, my life. And, it, and it's not always about physical. Actually, most of the time it's not about physical things, but wanting to bring in, you know, beautiful people, you know, beautiful experiences, positive energy, you know, mm-hmm. all, all those lovely things that I want, wanting my life to be.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, what are some of the other things? So it sounds like that the transition, it's an evolving journey for you from, from the, the busyness of your, you know, corporate Janet to the non-corporate, the, the, the being Janet. Are there any other things that you're sort of experiencing at the moment around that establishing your identity?
1: I feel so much more balanced. Yeah. And nice. When I, I really feel like I'm for the first time in my life also that I have a good balance of sort of me time. Yeah. Spending time with family, the work that I am doing, whether it's focusing on USM or I'm consulting a company or, or, or my coaching course and spending time on, on my health, making sure that that's, that's going, that everything's going well there, contribution and community. Like I feel like I've, and, and of course my spirituality, like I feel like I have for the first time really like covered, you know, all those parts in the yeah. circle that, yeah. that divide into like all those different sections that I'm really, Well balanced at that and, and part of it is making, like allowing myself to have time for things. Part of it is not putting any pressure on myself if I don't check every single box as well. Yes. And, and, and then just really like embracing things that, that I'm interested in. And and as I mentioned before that, that, that light me up and not waiting until I think I'm good enough to do certain things, but just not having that hanging over my head, just like just jumping in and doing things and trying different things that I think I'm interested in, like, yeah. like playing guitar, or I took singing lessons and I'm starting to like, do an outline for a book. And, you know, part previously it would have been, well, you have to like know how to write and, or be like yeah. a good in order to do these things and now it's really about no just live in the present and allow yourself to shine and just like enjoy where where you're going with these things without putting that added pressure on yourself that you have to be the the best before you start doing some of these things just jump in and know that the more that you do and the more that you jump in, whether it's with a spirituality practice or any other area of interest, that you got to start somewhere and with time you're going to get better and better and better. Yeah, I so agree with that. I think a lot of people,
0: fear holds people back, it certainly has for me, but that feeling of perfectionism and the standards that we put on ourselves and I know for myself, I can't say for everybody else, but they're self-imposed. Those standards are ones that I've put on myself, not what other people have put on myself. So, And then the inner critic comes in because I haven't lived up to those unrealistic expectations. And so I'm very much like you, is bringing it back into following my bliss, absolutely following my bliss. And I think, you know, I certainly am at a very, very, happy point in my life and it's and I think when we feel good about ourselves and feel good about what's going on life reflects that back to us yeah Yeah.
1: absolutely
0: one last question before we wrap up what does what's the future hold for Janet (sighs) now that we've been talking about being in the present (laughs) but is there anything yeah is there anything that
1: well I am going to be more involved in many areas of my life. Yeah. That I, because I'm on a journey.
0: Yeah.
1: I definitely be, continue to be very happy Mm -hmm. and ideally I will be inspiring as many people as possible to lead or to live a life of greater happiness, yeah. joy, peace, in whatever way I ultimately choose to actualize yeah. that.
0: And I would say very much that that's probably happening right now, Janet, that I I would suggest that you're probably inspiring a lot of people just by the journey that you're following. Because that and even through the the, the chat that we're having, there are so many pools of wisdom that have just kind of dropped out out today. But I would hundred percent say that you're already living that future which is kind of a nice little bow to tie this chat up with because that's what we were talking about being being you and I think that's exactly what you are doing you're embodying those words that you're saying so I have just loved chatting with you Janet I really haven't let me just ask you where can our listeners find you we've got we'll put the details in the show notes but got LinkedIn
1: there do you have a website or i don't have a website no? at the no? moment i no. can be found on linkedin and they're welcome yeah. to message me yeah, and sure. i'm open and would be happy to speak with anyone who would be interested in hearing more about my journey or yes. if there's anything who can help anyone with their journey uh, so that it, would be much, Catherine. This was such a pleasure.
0: This is beautiful. I love, I really love the, you know, my, the purpose behind the Happiness Hive podcast is really just hearing from women and just how they do life, really. It's not any more complicated than that. And the beautiful stories and just for people to meet people that they wouldn't ordinarily meet and just to hear how they do life so thank you, Janet. I have just absolutely loved having that chat again. And I hope you have a beautiful, you'll, you'll have a beautiful evening. I'll have a beautiful day. We're, we're coming to you from the future. So
1: hugs and happiness. See you. Hugs and happiness back to you. Enjoy your happiness, Catherine. Oh, absolutely. You you are just oozing with happiness. I can see it. It's it's coming through the screen. So Yeah.
0: Uh, do you know what? Yes, I feel, I absolutely feel that. I I can yeah I'm in a really really great spot so
1: I'm glad you can pick up on that all the way across the across the waves well thank you again love to you and to all your listeners thanks so much thanks gorgeous bye-bye thank you for listening
0: I hope you enjoyed the episode you can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today and don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.